Amen. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, I'm glad to be back with you. It's a uh, I'm so thankful David filled in for me last week. I haven't listened to it yet, but have y'all flossed this morning? I heard about that part. I'm going to listen to it hopefully today. Sometime my family and I went away. It was was their Christmas present. But we're going to have to give them another one or something because... I'd have to be straight up honest with you. It was too crowded to pigeon for it. just made everybody cranky, and I don't want to go again. Amen? <laughs> Amen? Amen? Everybody comes back and says, Oh, we just had a wonderful time. This is a great time. They lie. <laughs> Nobody said I want to wait in line for the rest of my life. Whoa. But Christmas is wild anyway, ain't it? Everybody wants to see the lights. It's Busy, busy, busy. Everybody got busy so far? So this morning I just want to relax. Want to relax and, and uh, kind of put some things in perspective. And uh, one of the things that I know how to keep my, or one of the things that I do to keep my perspective, especially during Christmas, is, is I try to keep my focus on the real news of Christmas. And uh, there's a lot of news going on right now, isn't it? Lots of news. And, and I try not to watch too much news. There's some good, there's, there's some, some bad. And, and, and with all this going on, I want us to focus on the real news and what Christmas is, is really about. And I want to look at one simple verse if you want to take out your, your outlines. And I, I kind of want to talk about that. It's a verse about Christmas. And it's, a, it's about what the angel said to the shepherds the, of the very first Christmas at the top of your outline. Luke 2.10 says, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. This is the real news of Christmas in one verse. And today I want to kind of start from the, from the high end of that verse or the back of that verse and, and work our way to the front. And I'm talking news today. I'm talking about news that can make a difference in our lives every day. So what's the real news of Christmas? Like I said, I'm going to start at the end of this verse. Go ahead and get your pens out. Write these down. Remember, you learn more if you write it down. Write it down. Very first one, A. Christmas is for all people. That's the real news. Christmas is for all people. Everybody. Now I know we talk a lot about, you hear a lot about fake news. Y'all hear a lot about fake news? And, and, and I mean if you can write some kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Compelling? Compelling headline, you know, and get people to click on it. And it makes you a a lot of money. Why not? Some would say. Why not? Why wouldn't people make up fake news? There's lots of fake news sites out there. I just kind of started looking at some of them. There's a pile of them. That's a bunch in Rockmart. A pile's a bunch. (laughs) 
But I say all that to tell you this. There's a lot of fake news about Christmas, too. There's a lot of fake news. So we're going to look at the real news, but we're also going to look at the fake news and the danger of it. So the real news is Christmas is for all people. Here's the fake news. Fill this in for me. Christmas is for Christians. Christmas is for Christians. That's fake news. Because the angel said it's for who? All people. All people. And in the Greek, that is everybody. All people is everybody. And congratulations on you, Candace. I saw you got your specialist degree. Had to get that out or I'd never forget about that. I just held that in my head the whole time. But now it's out there. You think about this. When the angel said this, there was no Christians. You get that? There was no Christians when the angel said it. You know, he was just born. And, and so, but he says, all people, God loves all people. Second Peter 3, 9 says, he does not want anyone to be lost, but he wants all people to change their hearts and their lives. God is working in everyone's lives to help us see our plan and our, our, our purpose that he has for us. Titus 2.11 says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to who? All people. All people. All people. Christmas is for everyone. No matter where you're at, no matter religion that you're at, no matter what color you are, no matter what job you hold, it, it's not more than some. Amen? All people. Where am I at? Romans 2.11 says, I love this part. For God does not show favoritism. God doesn't show favoritism. Which that means everyone is his favorite. Every culture is his favorite. If we really, we think we, think we celebrate Christmas right. And, and, and we got ours from the English. If we really wanted to celebrate Christmas the, the, the way that, that it was back then, Instead of these, what is it, furs? We'd have palm trees. Incidentally, we have one at my house. Because my wife is a beach nut, so we have a palm tree. I got to admit, I like it because you just take it out of the closet and plug it up. It? <laughs> I mean, we'd be eating dates dates instead of figgy pudding incidentally whoever has had figgy pudding have you had it twice amen that's what i thought <laughs> amen that's what i'm thinking ain't nobody had no figgy pudding but every culture every culture is god's favorite we don't have a wrap on christmas John 3, 16, God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him may not be lost, but have eternal life. All people. That's my favorite part of Mine too. You scared me to death, JT. <laughs> Y'all come sing one while I go to the bathroom. Amen. <laughs>
Write me a note, JT. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, guy. You, you got me going there, brother man. I'm telling you. <laughs> a couple of things I want to tell you. Share out You're not going to meet one person this week that God doesn't love. You're not going to meet one person. Not one person that God doesn't want to help. You're not going to meet one relative that God doesn't love. Amen? Here's the second thing. God loves you. God loves you. He loves you in every circumstance. Say that with me. Every circumstance. Every circumstance. Whatever you did, whatever you said, this past week, God loves you. He keeps on loving you. He didn't turn his back on you because he's mad at you because you offended him. He loves you. He can't help it. That doesn't mean that he agrees with you in everything that he does or we do. But it does mean that he loves us in every circumstance. Everyone, all people. Second truth is this. B, write this down there. All people can have great joy. All people can have great joy. Let me tell you this for you folks that, you know, I call them cloud and silver lining folks. God ain't out to ruin your life. God ain't out to ruin your life. He is out to give you great joy. Great joy. He's out to bless you. He's out to lift you up, not bring you down. You get that glass half empty? Here's the fake news. I don't deserve it. The fake news is I don't deserve it. The real news is that he, all people can have great joy. The fake news is I don't deserve it. That's a lie from Satan. And the reason why we buy into this lie is he puts in just enough truth to make it look good. None of us deserve it but that's not the point the point is that God gave it as a gift he gave it as a gift Romans 4 16 says so the promise is received by faith it is given as a free gift when you receive a free gift you open it and enjoy it Right? You don't try to deserve it. Tell me this, especially if you're a person that's kind of not wanting to open this free gift from the Lord. What if your kids got up at Christmas and they wouldn't open up this gift that you had left for them and they said to you, I don't deserve it. I'm not going to open it. I think I'll wait until summer 
until I feel like I deserve it. What would you do? That'd be weird, wouldn't it? You would send that child off to a psychologist. Because kids want to open gifts. And it would be strange and weird that he wouldn't if he felt like he didn't deserve it. I'm going to tell you something, guys. We are God's children, and he has given us this gift, and he wants us to open this gift of great joy. But many times we walk around and we don't open it. Psalm 145.3 says, Great is the Lord. He is worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. God is great. He is beyond measure. And he has decided that he wants to give you and me a gift of great joy. Great joy. Romans 15, 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. I want to tell you something that joy is not. Joy is not happiness. It's not happiness. That's not what this is saying. Now, joy might make you happy, but joy is much deeper. Happiness goes, goes up and down with your circumstances. Amen? Y'all know some folks like that? Are you like that? I am. I'm kind of sad sometimes and happy. I mean, it's going to go up. That's happiness. But joy is like this thermostat. It sets the temperature for your soul. Joy is like a thermostat that sets the temperature for your life, for your circumstances. You can write this down. Joy is the assurance that no matter what, God is for you. You get it? That's important. I, that, I just feel like that's for somebody here. I don't know who, but joy is the assurance that no matter what, God is for you. God is for you. And he wants to give you this great blessing all the way to eternity. Well, how do I get this great gift of joy? Third truth is this. Great joy starts with the good news. We're going down the line on, on this verse backwards. Great joy starts with good news. This is the third real truth about, about Christmas. Because good news has the power to make a difference. And Christmas is about God's good news. The good news about Christmas is, is God came into this world. Jesus came into our world at Christmas to let us know that he loves us. And that is the source of great joy. We're going to find it in this good news. Let me give you some fake news. This is fake news. This is what we hear a lot. You can find joy where you want to. That's fake news. And what am I, I mean by that? I, I've heard people say, well, you know what? It's about your attitude. If you just had a better attitude, you could have joy. Well, that just puts it all on you. And then you're going to feel guilty. And is guilt from the Lord? No. 
Then some say, well, if you just feel better, you'd have joy. Let me first say this. Joy ain't about you. Joy is not a thing. It's a fact. Joy is not an emotion. It's a conviction that God came into our world at Christmas. That's joy. It's important to know this. You know why? Because you can try and... You need to stop trying to feel joyful. Does that make any sense? You need to stop trying to feel it. It's just going to make you feel guilty. But it is a matter of you deciding where joy really comes from. It's a decision. Joy comes from the fact that God came into our world to let us know that he loves us, he has a plan for our lives, he has a purpose for our living. And let me add this, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you've been through, all the way to eternity, only one thing that can give us joy all the way to eternity, and that's an eternal God. And he came into the world to do just that. Luke 2, are we on the backside now? 11 and 12 says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. This is the first Christmas wrapping. You ever thought about that? First Christmas wrapping. But it's also, when I, I said on that verse, it's, it's also pretty humbling that God himself came to earth. I'm talking about God himself came to earth and was totally dependent upon someone else for warmth and food. It says he was wrapped. He was wrapped. Guess what happens again? If you go to the end of Jesus' life, they took his body down from the cross and they wrapped it again. And they and they laid it in a tomb. The book of Psalms tells us in a couple of places that. God wraps himself in light. God wraps himself in light and he allows himself to come to earth and be wrapped and put in a manger. In a manger. And at the end of his life, he allows himself to be wrapped and put into a tomb. All this to say, I love you. All of that to say, I love you. Good news. Good news. Maybe the good news for you is you don't have to face life alone. Romans 117. Or is it 117? Yeah. The good news shows how God makes people right with himself. That it begins and ends with faith. 
It's a matter of me and you trusting in the good news that God sent a couple of thousand years ago. And when we trust in that good news of Jesus Christ, that's how great joy happens. Through a simple prayer. I think sometimes it may be seem too easy for some people. A simple prayer, and you can have forgiveness. You can have, have life. That just doesn't seem right. I want to tell you, you don't have to work. You don't have to, have to earn it because God did the work to be able to give you this free gift and this simple prayer. All of a uh, sudden, ex when you accept that gift, great joy. I want to ask you today, have you accepted that gift? Have you accepted that gift? I want to tell you, you can be sure right now with a simple prayer. If you want to say this in your seat, do that. But, but the simple prayer, Jesus, I accept your gift. Jesus, I accept your gift. I understand it's not about what I've done. It's not about what I do. It's about what you've done for me. I accept your gift of life. I accept your gift of forgiveness. I accept your gift of eternity. Thank you, Jesus, for living and dying for me. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Now, if you said that prayer with me, you're in like Flynn. You're saved. I'd like for you to come tell me afterwards and talk to me. We need to look at some next steps like baptism and things like that. But a simple prayer that changes everything. That's good news. Christmas is when lots of folks give their life to Christ. Did y'all know that? They give their lots of life to Christ. I mean, it's, it's a great time to invite someone to church. Y'all know how many more Sundays we got left to Christmas? Sure you do. What? Y'all can tell me how many shopping days we got left to Christmas, can't you? But we got one Sunday left for Christmas. One Sunday left for Christmas. People are more open to Jesus than any other time of the year just about this week. One more Sunday to Christmas. Invite someone. Luke 2.10, uh, oh, it's the very first one. <laughs> I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. See, we're at the last point here. The thing about good news is it has to be told. It has to be told. Number four, good news must be told. The verse says, I bring you know, unless the angels had, had, they brought the good news. If they hadn't heard the good news, the, the shepherds may not have acted and went to Bethlehem. If they hadn't have been told. But somebody had to tell them. Our world is still filled with people in the field outside of Bethlehem. Do you get this? There's still people filled Fields filled with people all over the world that have not heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
they have not heard. They're just waiting for someone to go and tell. <coughs> but there's some fake news that keeps us from going and telling. Let me give you the fake news. People will figure it out for themselves. That's fake news. Scott, when did y'all get back? Let me get that off my mind. Tuesday? Thursday. Scott and him just got back from the West Bank. Israel. Wish I just now saw you out there. Welcome back. Thank you for all y'all do. You know, people will figure it out for themselves. You know, you're saying, I don't have to tell them. I don't have to tell them. They'll figure it out. Well, I'm sorry, guys, but that ain't the way God set it up. He didn't set it up that way. He set it up so that, that one person tells another person. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, somebody told you. Somebody told you. Unless somebody told you, you, I mean, the, the song don't go, you know the song? No, it does go, go tell it on the mountain. It don't say, go stand on the mountain and figure it out for yourselves. <laughs> Amen. Nobody says that. We got to pass it along, man. Go tell it on the mountain. Luke 2, 17 says, After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. Man, I guarantee you, when the shepherds told people, their joy was multiplied. Their joy was multiplied. I want to tell you something about, about you and your elders. We talk about these baptisms. We talk about changed lives and stuff. The 21 years they have worked for you. Every time they see a life change, their joy is multiplied. It's multiplied. Man, you can't bottle joy. You put a cap on it and it's just going to sire. You got to tell people. If you got joy, then you got to start telling people the good news. It's the way God set it up. One person telling another. Romans 10, 17 says, So faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. Luke 10, 14. And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? Tell it. Tell them the good news. I'm telling you guys, it's a good time. It's a good time to invite someone this week uh, uh, for, for next Sunday services here at North Point Church. Amen? Invite someone. I'm going to try to get Tim to help me set up a video this week to invite. We're going to put it on North Point Church, uh, a video of me. I'm going to get my hair all combed up right and, and everything and and. and, and but I'm going to try to get up a video to invite. I want every one of you, if you can, to share that video. we got to tell the good news, man. we got to tell the good news of Jesus Christ and the gospel. Amen? But, but, but invite someone to church next week. Make us bring out extra chairs. 
make Paxton and them work. Share that for me, okay? Mark, Mark, Mark 16, Jesus said to his followers, go everywhere in the world and tell the good news to everyone. Let's do that this week. We got one more week, full week of Christmas. The holiday season. It's an incredible opportunity for, you, for us to share the good news. The good news that God sent his son to live and to die for you and me. Mm-mm-mm. Freedom. There's a lot better life than what folks is having to go through right now. And his name is Jesus. If you made that decision and prayed that prayer a while ago, I'd like for you to come up to me and tell me. Um, I hope a name popped in your head when I asked you to invite someone. As a matter of fact, you got my permission to go ahead and text them and invite them. I know usually I tell you not to take out your phone, but go ahead and do that. If you want to, go ahead and invite them. Um, I'm going to ask the musicians to come and say, what are we playing? What's it? Go tell on the mountain. <laughs> go stand on the mountain and let them figure it out. What are we playing? What are we playing? I will rise. Oh, I will rise. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. I believe, Lord, that you spoke to someone. I thank you for allowing me to, to speak. Lord, sometimes I figure if you can use a donkey, you can use me. But I ask you, Lord, to, to bless this place. Lord, bless us as we go out this week and we tell the good news of Jesus Christ. That God became flesh. That's what we celebrate. Lord, we love you. We praise you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.